0: You are listening to Creatively Speaking presented by Showcase, the first professional social network designed specifically for marketers. Find work, find talent, build teams, and win business. This is Deborah Carney, the Senior Director of Marketing at Showcase. In this episode, I chat with Jeremy Miller, brand builder, keynote speaker, and best-selling author of Sticky Branding. Jeremy talks about brand metaphors and gives advice on how to identify your company's brand metaphor in order to engage your customers on a deep, visceral level. Take a listen and then connect with him on Showcase. Thanks, Jeremy, for joining us today on Creatively Speaking. We know that you're a busy guy, the president and author of Sticky Branding. Um, we hear that you outsold Oprah when this book launched. What do you, what do you say about that?
1: It was a big accomplishment. That came out as my uh, that goes out on the resume as what are the things I've done. So yeah, my book came out in January of 2015, so we're just crossing the 1-year anniversary, wow, and congrats. I still have the uh, the best sellers list uh, piece of paper that claims that I beat Oprah. So I'm pretty stoked about it.
0: Nice. Where do you have that hanging on your wall?
1: Stuffed in my bookcase. <laughs> Something glamorous, it's just, I got it.
0: Well, uh, congrats, that's a pretty great accomplishment to have. Thank you. Um, So today we are going to be talking about brand metaphors. Uh, You actually wrote an article about that called Brand Metaphors, How to Engage Customers at a deep visceral level. Uh, We actually are gonna be sharing that on our showcase blog as well for our members, but let's dive a little bit deeper into that discussion today um, on our podcast. So uh, why don't you go ahead and just talk to us a little bit about what that even means. What is a brand metaphor?
1: Sure, well it's, at a deep visceral level, at a, at every brand has a communication device, some form of connection that we have, and what a metaphor does is articulates that. So we are able to be able to connect with a brand, and then have those the words and the the phrases that we can wrap around it. So what we're doing when we talk about brand metaphors is trying to find a simple, packageable way of describing what makes our business unique. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to find within the brand metaphor is distilling it down into those very base elements so that when you're speaking with a customer, when you're describing yourself to a customer, you're connecting with them at an emotional level. It's not about your features and your benefits and what you do it's how you make them feel. And a metaphor is a really powerful way of doing that, that you're using some kind of literary device to articulate what makes your business unique.
0: Sure, sure. So is this something that any type of company can do? Small, large, uh, one person show? Oh, like, who, who is in charge of getting their brand metaphors?
1: Every company can do it. It's something that is completely universal. Uh, and what you're—let me take a step back and just give you an example. So, mm-hmm. one of the most famous brand metaphors is Chevy trucks. The campaign's like a rock, and okay. you—you got the song and everything that goes with it. Well, what? We can articulate is saying a Chevy truck is like a rock is to say it's strong and tough and sturdy and it's it will stand the test of time. Sure. And that is a really easy to identify metaphor that consumers and owners of Chevy trucks can connect with. And this type of description can be used at any size of a business. So in my previous life, uh, I ran a sales and marketing recruiting agency where we were a small shop. We were about 10 people. Mm -hmm. But what we recognized was a career is like a journey. You're moving towards retirement. You are stuck. You're trying to take a leap forward. And what we discovered is our core metaphor was journey. And uh, so what we tried to do was package that into the entire brand. So the company's name was Leap Job, like Mm -hmm. Leap Frog. Mm -hmm. The uh, tagline was Leap For It. And our identity was a leaping frog that was always in motion. And the metaphor that we wanted to convey to people at a subconscious level was you are coming to us to take a step forward in your career. But not only that, you're taking a leap forward in your career. It's always with that forward motion. And so what we wanted to speak to was using a metaphor of journey which is a natural form of communicating your your job and your career path and so by identifying these metaphors you can be a one-man show you could be a multinational large corporation you can have a metaphor for any kind of brand
0: smart I like the leap Um, okay so how does one go about finding their brand metaphor
1: well, there's a process to it, but let's take a step back uh, and let's look at uh, where these metaphors come from. Okay. There's there's a really neat piece of research that came from Gerald Zaltman. He wrote uh, a book called Marketing Metaphoria and a few other books. He's a Harvard uh, professor who combines business with anthropology. And he uh-huh. went through this multi-year research process, and what he discovered is that there are seven deep metaphors, and these are metaphors that translate across all cultures, all languages, all countries. So it doesn't matter where you're from, these metaphors are there. And they are balance, transformation, journey, control, container, connection, and resource. And so, for example, journey is one of the seven deep metaphors. Uh, Control is a great example of one. When you feel out of control, when you're spinning out of control, or when you're trying to protect yourself, those are examples of control. That's what the Like a Rock campaign is talking to, is control. Uh, Coca-Cola, for example, uses transformation, the Coke side of life, the vitality, the vibrancy, the energy that Coke gives you. Mm -hmm. And so where we look towards is identifying which one of these seven core metaphors best represent our brand and that becomes the starting point is to go and find your deep metaphor whatever it might be and the way you do that is by engaging your customers and there's a a simple process and you'll share it within the showcase community in the blog post Mm -hmm. but what you do is you go to your customers or your partners and ask them to tell a story about your business They could tell you a story about the first time they interacted with you. You could tell about, tell you how they, your product or service fulfills a need within their, their business or their life or what your company means to them. But the catch is you get them to tell you their story by creating a picture show, Mm -hmm. have them go out and collect photos and magazine clippings or, or other kinds of images to tell that story. So if uh, somebody might go out and say, you know what, I was feeling stuck in the mud when I was before I found your company, and what you did is you gave me a way to pull herself out of that that really down place and move forward. Sure. Well, a great imagery that they could go and find would be a car stuck in a mud pit and someone maybe pulling the winch and pulling them out and, and pulling those images out. Now the key to the images though is how you find your metaphor. So by having your customer tell you the story and show you pictures and articulate why they chose these pictures, allows you to hear the words they use. Hmm. So what phrases do they use? What descriptions do they use? For example, the phrase stuck in the mud. Mm -hmm. That is a very visual metaphor of what it was like before they interacted with your brand. And so you document that. So you have them tell the story, you have them show you the pictures, and as they're telling the the story, you write down all of the, the words and phrases that you're hearing. And as you interview people, you will start to see that those words and phrases will come up again and again and again. So, for example, when Gerald Zaltman did the Like a Rock campaign, they found in doing this picture study that people were showing pictures of boulders, of mountains, of rocks that are trucks are rock solid and that led to an iconic advertising campaign so when you get your your customers to tell you stories they will show use common words that will lead you to one of the seven deep metaphors so
0: there's a pattern that, that continues through your people to lead you to your metaphor exactly right.
1: so in my case when I was working on the leap job brand we were interviewing people to understand what does it mean to go through a career, and what does it mean to engage a recruiter? And mm-hmm. one of the, the the statements that came up again and again was leapfrog. We're trying to leapfrog out of our uh, over this position. I'm trying to leap out into the next job. So that word leapfrog came out, and there was just as we were playing with that that description, the word leap job came together, and it was really organic and natural. But it was based on the words our customers and our clients were using.
0: Jeremy, how many people do you think that you need to have in your mini focus group to really create this pattern um, to form your brand metaphor?
1: It's a good question and I think there's two answers to it. One is you can do it quick and dirty, you could interview say two to five people and Mm -hmm. and come up with a direction and start using that as a foundation to build your your deep metaphor and just own it and use your intuition to guide you Mm -hmm. or you can be rather academic around it and do a focus group and and interview say 20 to 50 people Mm. and then validate it uh, along the way. So. It depends really on how big the stakes are and how much time you have. If you're a small business or a startup, yeah, you're gonna do it quick and dirty. If you are a large organization doing a major rebrand or if you are uh, launching a new product or new category and the stakes are high and the budget's high, then you probably wanna get it right because you don't have a second chance at it.
0: So, give me some tactics. Like, if I am a small business owner per se, do I reach out to my friends and family, or am I on you know, social media reaching out, asking people, like, how do I go about doing this?
1: Best place to go is your customers. Mm-hmm. So if you're a small business owner, the people you wanna interview first and foremost are the people paying for your services. Yep. Okay. And there's really the question of why did you choose us? What were you feeling? What were you going mm-hmm. through when you chose us Was the is the first place to look. The second is, how do you use the products and services? What do they mean for you? And then the third might be, when do you refer us? So you could look at the customer journey and decide where you want to focus them, but it's your customers and the people that are investing in you that are the best people to tell you your metaphor. Otherwise, if you're using people that know you, they might be interpreting through a different lens. You want to try and connect it directly to the brand versus to your personal brand.
0: Okay, great. So now you have this brand metaphor that you've interpreted from all the findings you have from your mini focus group or large Mm -hmm. focus group. Um, Now you want to test it out. Do you AB test a couple of them? Um, How do you go about doing that?
1: Usually what you're going to find is you're going to find two metaphors fit for you. Mm
0: -hmm. It could
1: be journey and control, that you're taking someone on a path, but you're also giving them uh, structure and security around it. Actually, a better example would be, say, antivirus software. Antivirus software is a container. It keeps things out. It keeps good things in and keeps bad things out. It's it's a filtration system. It's also a control mechanism. So in terms of the first decision is you're going to identify that there's probably two metaphors that fit. Mm-hmm. and so the first step is to decide which is your primary and which is your secondary. Okay. And the way you do that is not necessarily through A-B testing, it's through doing competitive analysis. Mm. What you want to know is what metaphors do your competitors own? Hmm. So in the antivirus space, as everyone's talking about control and they're talking having pictures of shields and security and sentinels and all this kind of stuff, you might want to elevate the idea of container and elevate and then use the metaphor of cleanliness or purity. Uh, it's like comparing it to water filtration systems. So that what that does for you is. Rather than copying what everybody else in the right. industry is already doing, you find the metaphor that's not being used that you can own.
0: So go in a less saturated space. Exactly. Kind of own it yourself.
1: And as soon as you get into a larger market space, <laughs> Coke owns transformation. Pepsi, Mountain Dew, all the other brands cannot have that transformation uh, metaphor that it just becomes owned by them and so anyone who then uses it looks like they're copying and we can see this uh in the 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 presidential elections when one politician leads with one core set of statements they become identified with and somebody says hey i'm about hope and change go, well no that was obama you can't be already owned It's
0: it's owned by somebody else exactly right okay that makes sense okay so i'm curious have you ever seen a case jeremy where someone picks a metaphor and it doesn't really work out and they kind of have to change their metaphor
1: it does happen, but it's usually because they were not sure of who they were mm. and their core values at the beginning. Because your metaphor is articulating what you really believe. Yep. So, if you, there's really two things that would drive you to change your metaphor. The first is you didn't do the process effectively, and you were not clear about your core values and your value proposition and why you exist. Um, and so this, if you think of it, an organization's values are static. They never change. You can change your business model. You can change your value proposition, your positioning, your identity, all those types of elements change. But your moral compass always stays the same. Mm-hmm. So if you lack clarity on your morals and your core values, then you may get your deep metaphor wrong
0: okay what about if it's um formed by society like you saw all those companies like sugar corn pops or kfc which you know used to be kentucky fried chicken and they all kind of changed over to um you know again changing to kfc um Mm -hmm. is that is that an example of changing your brand metaphor to the healthy food movement just because they wanted to hide their all fried food and sugary treats
1: actually the brand metaphor should be able to sustain that change so the the other reason you would change is say you go through a merger and acquisition or a massive transformation you are truly reorganizing yourself that would be the other reason but to take the sugar movement. Coke is a great example of this. Since the late 1800 has always been around transformation since it was putting cocaine in the bottle, it was trying to energize you. Now we're going through the diet movement and the yeah. sugar movement, but the positioning and that, that feeling you have about Coke yeah. lives through it. So your brand metaphor will outlive all of your business. Uh, models and positioning because typically a positioning and value proposition only has a shelf life between three to seven years depending on the industry Hmm. so your brand metaphor though outlives that it becomes the storytelling that continues to evolve and grow that becomes that anchor that people and customers identify with uh, identify you with so for example KFC I would associate their brand metaphor as connection it's the it's it's about bringing people together to share. It's always been that family dinner sure. example, and so you fulfill that first and foremost by the bucket of chicken that's right. not ever been designed for one person. It has been eaten by one person, but that's a different story. <laughs> the but but it's all around creating family connection. So right. KFC is true to itself when it's about connection. Now. Whether it's fried or whether it's uh, they serve, say, rotisserie chicken, doesn't matter as long as they are fulfilling that connection side of their brand.
0: So it's a big feeling you get from a company. That's, mm-hmm. that's the spirit behind the brand metaphor.
1: Exactly. And, the, and when you know this, you never speak what your brand metaphor is, but you articulate it through your identity, through your storytelling, through the way you connect with people.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, tell me, is there any kind of data or analytics that people can put behind their brand metaphor to kind of measure it to see if that is the correct one for them?
1: Well, you're gonna. I. Hmm, that's a good question. It stumps me a little bit. Cause they stump you? stumped you. You stump
0: me. <laughs> the man of sticky branding himself.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm, I've got the stump sticker on my forehead. <laughs> So there's there's two ways I, I would measure this. First is in the measurement and the development of the metaphor. The other is in the way your storytelling resonates with your customers. The, one of the things that always scares me in terms of the data question on this is that if you're true about telling the story and creating that connection, then that has to be... Uh, essentially the linchpin that holds this thing together and you're using your campaigns and your programs to validate and use those in terms of metric gathering. Mm -hmm. So the tactics are what are being measured versus this this internal piece of it. It's kind of like your soul of your brand. So it's it's hard to wrap a set of data around it. But what you are really trying to test against is, um, does it connect with customers? do they believe and identify with this? And if so, does that give us a competitive advantage? And where you would be measuring this in terms of the broad brand marketing spectrum is in uh, affinity and in, ter- in terms of affinity and connection. So do I connect with them? Do I And am I attracted to them?
0: Sure. So let's get into that a little bit, because I've heard that discussion brought up um, a number of times now, the the data component versus the creativity component. Where, where do you think that plays into the realm of brand metaphors? Do you listen to your heart? Do you listen to the couple of customers that have been in your um, focus group? Or do you kind of turn to some of those data analytics that are starting to come in?
1: I tend to look internally and and look towards what we believe as a team uh, that what we're really trying to do is take what as an organization we believe, what feels right, what's connected to us, what we like and then express that outwards and what we're doing is taking a piece of who we are and amplifying it. And what I truly believe is that the, the data conversation can really start. uh, chipping away and stripping a lot of what makes a brand uh, memorable and engaging because when we start to just focus in on did this move a metric yes or no, Mm -hmm. we start to, to stop connecting with what we like, what we identify with. And what we like and identify with as an individual or as a team is often what makes us interesting. So when you can go to an art gallery and point out, so I really love these kind of paintings or I love this artistic style, and I want to reflect that more in terms of how we communicate. Well, what you're doing is essentially taking what you already like and amplifying that. And when your customer, and what that does is it attracts like-minded customers to you. Apple's a great example of this. Apple is a reflection of Steve Jobs' tastes. Mm-hmm. And we identify that with that. And there's a whole group of people, a very large group of people, that identify with his aesthetic taste as well. And it that brand has reflected him. That's not driven by the data. That's driven by personal taste and connection. And that, I think, is really where some of the great brands are built is on that legacy and that history and that authenticity.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Um, give me your top three best brand metaphor companies that you can think out there?
1: Uh, First would be Like a Rock from Chevy. Mm -hmm. Coke with Transformation. Those are the easy ones. Uh, One that's actually a new example for me is the Whole Life Challenge. Have you heard of this?
0: Mm, Give give their... Give our viewers or our listeners more information.
1: Sure. So Whole Life Challenge is connected to the CrossFit community. And what it is is an eight-week competition where uh, a group of people come together and they work towards a fitness and a diet goal. And the way it is is basically they've gamified not eating Bad foods. So, over the course of eight weeks, you're not supposed to eat sugar, coffee, dairy, grains. So, basically, everything good in life, you're not supposed to eat.
0: Live in a cave. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like paleo diet amplified. But it's gamified, it's fun, it's entertaining. But what it's really playing towards is the metaphor of balance that you want to eat within balance. You want to avoid eating unnatural foods. Okay. And they've created all of this. So, okay. the whole life challenge, I really believe, is a great expression of the, the metaphor of balance. And so, it's not a commonly, it's not a common brand like Coca-Cola. Right. But you'll see lots of these examples as you start to look around you. Hmm. Um, transformation. Another great example. Of transformation is Weight Watchers. Hmm. It's not selling you control. Jenny Craig actually focuses on control and giving you pre-planned meals so that you manage yourself. Whereas Weight Watchers is selling you a brand new life. So they're running the campaigns right now with Oprah talking about what does it mean not to simply be lighter and and trimmer, but how you feel when you are in that state. And so they're selling a, a different way of living. Right. So these examples are all around you.
0: What about um celebrities can they are they brand metaphors themselves? You see so many popping up that are they're they're brands themselves. who would come to mind when you think of a, a metaphor? Well, I mean you see like the Kim Kardashians their brands the you know the Jessica Simpsons have uh, I mean do they have their own brand metaphors?
1: they could um, when you think of Kim Kardashian, what does she represent <laughs>
0: Um, there's many things I can think of for Kim Kardashian. But what
1: would be the universal uh, piece? Is it prestige? Is it wealth? Is it um, is it something else?
0: Um, I think just her celebrity herself, right? I mean, she has so many things out there. Her apps and um, uh, I social media. I, she's all always over social media. I think her selfies. <laughs> she's known for her selfies. So I'm just wondering if like an individual themselves can have a brand metaphor.
1: It's possible. It's challenging. So in terms of uh, a celebrity that we, you could definitely associate one to Kim Kardashian or Donald Trump or whoever it might be. Mm -hmm. The challenge with people is we are not two-dimensional definable brands. Now we can be distilled to that. You can definitely see what uh, celebrity brands are doing where you become identified with it but I find it's a little bit challenging in terms of advice because what we need to be able to do is continue to grow and evolve and change and mm-hmm. and so hooking your 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 personal brand to one thing becomes a little bit um, restrictive but there's definitely something related to to these so for example Kim Kardashian I would relate to the brand of container and so container is uh, something like tupperware keeps things in keeps things out it it creates a uh it can be used for multiple different devices well her brand is very much a container of wealth prestige fame like it, it exists right. to be a celebrity and it's not trying to connect other people like if you think of connection it's not about connecting to her she uh it, it if she was to have connection it would be to connect other people so her brand is containing uh, what it would be like to live in the cult of celebrity and people could aspire to be like Kim Kardashian or admire what kind of lifestyle she has or mock it or whatever it is, it is that it is that kind of piece. But have they got into that level of brand architecture? I don't know.
0: Sure, um, okay, before we go, Give us any of words of wisdom that we need to know before we, we depart.
1: So in terms of brand metaphors, I think it's a very powerful thing for any brand of any size to focus in on. Yeah. And the reason is it becomes the thing that you always use to describe who you are and what makes you unique. It's that thing that your customers connect to. So in my case, sticky branding's metaphor is transformation. I know that we exist to help organizations transform their brands. My previous business was Leap Job Journey was its metaphor and we were always about helping people move forward. By having that simple language allows you to create better brand assets whether it's your website, your logo, your identity, mm-hmm. your storytelling, your social media content, your blog content, you're expressing that in multiple different ways. But it gives you that anchor so that one day you're not talking about one thing and the other day, next day you're talking about something else. There's that consistency. So take the time to figure out what is your primary metaphor and try to own it. Put it through every single aspect of your, your, your brand and, and your content. And as you do that, it'll create something that people identify with. And at the end of the day, I really believe if someone identifies with you, It'll move the sales needle, that they will know you, like you, and trust you, which means they'll choose you again and again.
0: Yeah, this was really uh, informative. I After reading your blog, we're definitely going to take this information at Showcase and put it into practice. So thank you so much. I appreciate You're a busy guy. Best-selling book, uh, Beating the Pants Off of Oprah, so you can't beat that. Um, I appreciate it. Thank and you your, so much for your, your time. your
1: metaphor probably connection.
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Jeremy. I appreciate your time today.
1: Always a pleasure. Thanks, Deb.
0: Bye.